You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about balancing business and marriage without killing your partner. This is a topic that I think at first, I didn't really actually know that many people that worked so intricately with their partners. Just to give you guys a little bit of the backstory on how my partner Bill and I actually worked together and a little bit about the dynamic, I will kind of start from the beginning. We have been together for 17 years. We met in third year university in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University. And I'm going to be honest, I knew from the moment I met him that I was going to marry him. I am one of those people that has those feelings, visualizations, and things really come to me. I'm very in tune with what those feelings are, and I could tell you guys many stories of all the woo and all the things, but I knew that I was going to marry him the moment I met him, and just not to go too deep into other stuff, but I've definitely seen other things in my life, like owls every time before I've gotten pregnant and different things like that, so that is a totally different episode, but I knew I was going to marry him from the moment I met him. And we, right from the beginning, had very similar interests in entrepreneurship. I remember certain things like seeing checks on his bulletin board that he hadn't cashed yet. And it just reminded me a lot of my dad and the way that my dad saved money and things like that. Right from the start, we were very in tune and aligned with our goals and values and those sort of things. Right from the beginning, we actually started a business called Lazy Groceries. We were just a little bit too early on the grocery delivery service thing, but we thought it was a great idea. And our idea of fun was creating marketing materials and handing them out (laughs) and putting them under people's doors and doing this kind of these crazy things together. So we've always had a very similar interest in marketing and starting businesses and the freedom that it could provide. So that's really where our story began. And we've been married now 11 years, and we took some time to actually live in Vietnam. We wanted to set up like a version of an office there and learn how we could export products and do some different things that way. Although I had always been involved in the health and fitness industry, Bill had always been really, he had spent just a ton of time trying to understand the internet and how do people make money on the internet and what are the things that they're doing to actually make money. So he really has been, he is like a an OG when it comes to understanding, you know, how blogs worked and YouTube and all these different things. Like he always put a ton of effort into it. And I remember actually in the beginning being a little bit annoyed, like why does he spend so much time on the computer? <laughs> and meanwhile, of course, this is now our our lives and and what things look like now. But I remember in the beginning, 
when you're in your 20s trying to understand how you're going to need to put in a lot of time. At least that was the belief I had in the beginning. You need to put in a ton of time and, you know, hopefully, I guess you just cross your fingers and hope that something works. And so we have been at this together for a really long time, like 16 years, really right from the beginning. We had dreamt about, you know, how do you build a business online and create this life of freedom? I was very, very fortunate that I've always had a partner that wanted the same things in terms of seeing that bigger picture and vision. And I do really think that this is where a lot of people struggle is that they have not fully flushed out what their goals are and what they really want. And even if it's not perfect, in the beginning, we did uh, a ton of goal setting together. I think just coming from the health and fitness industry, that was always something we did in our meetings, not only with clients, but also with team members. Like we always used to do goal setting. So that was something that really became something that Bill and I always talked about is what are our goals? What are we driving towards? And what does life look like? And and what are we actually driving for? And we had read the Timothy Ferris book, The 4-Hour Workweek. That's when we decided like, you know, screw the nine to five. We're quitting our jobs and we're moving to Vietnam and we're going to try to figure out how can we live a little bit differently not having to work, you know, nine to five. So It's kind of interesting because that is what our purpose has evolved into is helping other people, for lack of a better word, F the nine to five and find something that they really can be passionate about that they don't have someone else telling them how they have to live their life, when they can take vacation, how much money they have to make and having this dictatorship from a company telling them how they have to live. That was something that we both wanted to have freedom and we wanted to be able to determine how much money we could make and when we could work and all those sort of things. Really right from the beginning, we shared a lot of those values. We did goal setting together and we wanted a lot of those things. It wasn't until the last, I would say, five years that things really changed because it's one thing to have goals aligned, be working towards the same things and wanting the same things to then actually building a business that you have to balance and you also have marriage in there and then you also have kids in there. That is when I would say my skills, our skills had to definitely improve because before we could when we were working other jobs, we could balance it by going to work and not being in each other's space all the time. And then at night, going through and and doing some courses and learning and doing those sorts of things. When the business became everything that we talked about, that is when it required a different skill set and more balance. I want to explain a little bit more about what I mean by that. I've been Actually, Bill and I have been doing this course together, and it has been phenomenal. It's called Rekindling Desire. And what it is all about is how to create desire in a space that you, you know, as a couple, you kind of become one, right? Especially when you add all these other things into it. So you have a business that you are both working on. So that is like, instead of you being two individual people that go off to your own jobs, you are compressed sort of into one, right? Running this business. Then you have on top of that, you add a child into the mix. So we have a 19 month old daughter named Coco and we used to be able to work on our business all the time. And then all of a sudden, obviously, if you have children, you know what this this is like. You go from being able to do whatever you want anytime to, you know, that 
schedule absolutely changes. And all of a sudden you have this little one that you are now, you know, that that is coming first and that ultimately the schedule is determined by that little one. And so your, you know, it's a tricky situation of where does now you've got, if you work together, you've got your business, you've also got your baby. And then now you've also got your marriage that you are trying to negotiate as well. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. So this has definitely been a learning process. And I would say it's not graceful. It's not, you know, been one of those things that I think some people grow up watching their parents easily navigate these things. And there are other people that you know, their parents didn't have to navigate having a business and having to navigate all those things together. So I kind of look at it as like, there's three chunks of this. There's business, there's marriage, and there's babies. When it comes to balancing this, like we definitely had to set some rules when it came to our business and what we talk about. There's a couple of key things around that that I'll start with. So around the business, we do not talk about business after work hours. And, you know, we always catch ourselves like if we're really excited about something and we want to share it and it's positive, then that's awesome. And we've gotten really, really good at that. What used to happen is, you know, at the dinner table or, you know, in a time we're hanging out with our daughter, if something around business comes up that is not like a solution or not something positive, it would feel like it was taken away from our time. And I didn't want Coco to grow up just thinking her parents, all they talk about is business. We actually read, well, we read a book called Traction, and it talks about these eight fundamental pieces of the reasons, or I don't even know the reasons is the right word. It's almost like the fundamentals of how businesses need need to be successful. Like these are the eight things that it always comes down to. 
So one of those is having an issues list. So you're always adding to this issues list. So instead of like running to your partner or getting sidetracked, you add it to an issues list and then you have a weekly meeting where you're talking about those issues as a team. That has been a game changer because when nobody wants to feel like all they talk about with their partner is issues or when you are an entrepreneur, you cannot afford to be sidetracked by issues. You need to put them on a list and you need to focus on what needs to get done in that moment. So that was a huge game changer in being able to balance the business dynamics. I would say the other thing that made a huge difference is really getting clear on our accountability chart. Because when you have two people <laughs> that are that have strong opinions about where the business should go and what it should look like, it's really important to get really clear on who is in charge of what and not be reporting to each other. That was something that we were like, okay, Bill is finance and tech. I am sales and strategy. So those are our focuses and we are on meetings together, but we there's always our operations manager in the room or other people in the rooms. It it goes from being husband and wife to you are the head of finance and tech and you are head of sales and marketing. So the the meetings really changed when we took that approach. We are not husband and wife in the business. We are partners in the business. So that was definitely, it took a lot of learning and trying to get clear on what is it. But in the business, it's really important for us to be individuals and not be so close together that you don't have that individuality, I would call it. It's important to me as a person to feel successful about the contributions I can make. And so when you get into husband and wife mode and you're, you know, you talk to your husband and wife differently sometimes and or the husband or wife will pick up a certain tone that maybe someone else wouldn't pick up, but they do because they're your partner. I found that the more that we could sort of separate the roles that we had in the business and the more that he could feel good about the things he accomplished and I could feel good about the things I accomplished, it made it just so much easier to really balance that component of business. But I'm not going to say that it was just easy. Like there were a lot of times I was on Google searching, how do couples communicate when they run a business? Like how do we get better and better at this? So it's always been a goal of mine to really work on this. And, you know, it's hard because I think both my parents were entrepreneurs and they had a lot of pressure that came with that. Um, We lived in, like, we just had a crazy childhood. My parents did so much traveling. We had, you know, Cadillacs and Suburbans, like all that sort of thing. Like there was so much abundance around us. Like we always grew up with that. And, you know, one of my beliefs is that that comes with a price. And that is, I would say now, like a limiting belief. It doesn't have to come with a price, but it is how you negotiate that um, with your partner and what kind of things you have in place to be able to separate the two. I think personally, you have to compartmentalize those things and you have to learn how to operate in those two arenas. So then if we talk about the child component and adding a baby, because that is a part of being able to balance those two things. Like she is obviously a component in there and an amazing component. So 
I think that it was really challenging in the beginning when we didn't have childcare. And it was funny because I was talking to my therapist and in the beginning, like the first six months, I was like, what is this I'm feeling? Like, is it postpartum? Like, why am I struggling so much? Like, I wanted this baby so badly. Why is it that I'm not just over the moon, excited all the time? And that was something hard to kind of grapple with because especially, you know, anybody that wants a child and has suffered losses and, you know, things like that to get there, you know, there's this guilt of like, I should just be happy all the time. Why can't I just snap back into that happiness mode? And really, we started narrowing it down and it always came down to childcare. My business for me had become an outlet. And when I had had multiple losses, like I always poured time and energy into my business. And when that was sort of not taken away, but wasn't available for me to pour my creative energy in, it felt like a piece of me was missing. So we really you know, as we're analyzing these things coming in and talking about these things, it it just became really clear that I was a better mother when I had more help. And so that was a really important piece of being able to balance the business, balance having a new baby and, and balance our marriage too. Because when you or your partner is independently happy, it makes a happy marriage. But if you are not, then that's when it makes things challenging. So it really is your role to take care of yourself first. And that leads into this last point here around marriage. And the one thing that I've really learned is that it's not up to your partner Like we can't put that pressure on our partner to say, make me happy. You should turn me on more. You should do this more. You should do that more. It really is an inside job. We have to be happy with ourselves first before we can expect to bring that happiness to our marriage. And I think what that's really evolved into for me is that, you know, when it comes to things like making sure I am meditating, making sure I'm working out, making sure I'm taking time for myself and I'm communicating what I need, that will make me a better mother and a better partner. And it's not being selfish to do those things. It's actually a component of a happy life and a happy marriage. You have to do those things if that is part of what makes you feel good about yourself, which makes you feel good as a partner. It In this uh, course that we've been doing called Rekindling Desire, Esther is the name of the teacher in this course. We'll link it actually in the show notes. I believe her last name is Perel, but we're going to link it in the show notes to make sure that you guys can check out. She has an amazing TED Talk, so we'll link that. But what she really talks about is like, it all starts with you and you have to be able to show up as that person of like, you know, these things are the things that like turn me on and, and make me feel really good. That's not your partner's job. That's your job. And that's why it's not being selfish to desire those things for yourself. Because when you feel good, then you can bring that to your marriage. And that is really important. It's not this game of, you know, how many people can I put before me? And then that makes me a good mother. No, not for me, at least. Like, I truly believe that me taking care of myself, doing the things that make me feel good, that is ultimately how I'm going to show up as a better partner to our marriage and as a better mother. And ultimately, all of these things I've talked about and kind of explained the strategies behind, this is what has allowed me to balance our business and balance being a mother and marriage without killing my partner. (laughs) And I think that it's not as I may be making it sound very easy and that, oh yeah, you just do these things and everything will be roses. Like, no, like we have definitely 
you know, had to work at this and really try to find out what are the things that make the biggest difference and do a ton of reading and develop ourselves. But ultimately, these are the things that we have found have made the biggest difference and have really gotten us to this other side of, okay, like it actually is a huge change. And this has been probably over the past year that we've implemented a lot of these changes and a lot of these things. And it's just made a world of a difference. So if you're out there feeling like it's hopeless, like I have no idea how I'm ever going to balance all of these things, let me tell you that it just takes concerted effort on the right things. But ultimately, definitely taking care of yourself and making sure you feel really good in your body and that you're doing all the things you need to for your body are, I think, the best starting point because then like, you can't have energy to do other things unless you're taking care of yourself first. It's like, you know, one of the key things about marriage is that if you are spending all your energy just taking care of your kids and your business, you're never going to have room at the end of the day to take care of anyone else, including your partner. You're really best to figure out what do you need to do to take care of yourself because then you'll have that extra bandwidth to take care of others. I really hope that this episode was helpful for you and that there were some takeaways and aha moments. It's definitely been a journey and there's been so many things that we've both learned over the last year, but I really feel like we're in such a great place now. And that is the one thing I said to my husband the other day is whenever you're struggling with something, whenever I'm struggling with something, I always find that it takes a little bit of development in that area to just you you just take the pressure off and all of a sudden you understand more because we can get sort of trapped in our brains around, oh, this, I don't know what to do. And you get in this sort of like endless cycle of just thinking about the problem. That's not the solution. The solution is to educate yourself, develop some more skills, because usually it boils down to a process problem that you just don't fully understand yet. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Social Selling Simplified, and we will see you next time. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.